So I was waiting to see if Alexa was going to respond to me, and she actually came through for me, so kudos, Alexa. Hello, and welcome to Savage to Save with D. Good, which is me, and this is pretty much a podcast for the woman who's made so many mistakes, and she doesn't know how to fix them. She doesn't know how to get back in tune with God. She just doesn't know how to get back on track. Um, I'm going to pretty much be reading entries and retelling my quote-unquote glory days and um, going from there for the most part and showing how I've healed from it or showing how I've been able to tackle certain subjects and heal from them. So we're going to get started. Oh, and as you see, look at the y'all saw it a couple of weeks ago but i finally moved and i'm super excited i have a beautiful space god blessed me with a workout area god blessed me with food everything i could possibly need i am very happy where i am in life right now but um we're gonna go ahead and get started i would do a recap of the previous episode but i pre-recorded those episodes so that I could have time to get settled into the new space, and it's so long ago, I couldn't even tell you what the last one was about, but I'm going to change things up a little bit, and I'm going to go with the new format and go from there. So let me get started. January 31st, 2005. Dear Diary, this is the day my hoeing has caught up to me. I was asked if I slept with a specific person on the football team. I denied it because my numbers were getting high, like ridiculously high. I had a big mouth and I like to tell my roommates about my conquest, but this one, I wanted to keep secret, which only meant that he was the one telling everyone what was going on or spreading the word that he had slept with me. (sighs) Here I am. Here we go again. But this is not the worst thing that has happened to me. I'm actually three for three in terms of football players at UCLA. How great is that? (laughs) But you know what also made sense to me? India was pretty much telling Alex who is on the football team, everything that I was telling her, and I figured that that's how I got around. I hate that I think the worst when I don't actually know what's going on. I'm so ashamed. If they thought me being with five guys was too much, thank heavens they didn't know about my extracurricular activities on dating websites. I was a Black Planet MySpace. What else was I on? Black Planet MySpace. Oh, oh, I don't even want to tell you the other sites that I've been on. Looking for love through sex. Looking for acceptance through sex. Looking for peace through sex. Thinking that the guy would give me peace if he wanted to be in my life long term. try to I'm gonna try to girly it up today but um it wasn't working 
And it was a formula that I thought I had. See, look at this. You know what? They got one more time before I take them off. Ah. All right. Boom. I'm not going to touch it anymore. So, um, I'm done. Off. I'm all about transparency. I'm all about being transparent because I have to be because if I'm not transparent, then you might not get the saving that you need. Um, yeah, my numbers were high and it was even worse with people offline. So I'm going to go to the next entry, which is the topic of my podcast today or this episode specifically. Um, I'll tell you when I'm done reading it. And then I'm pretty sure you can gather it from that point. April 23rd, 2005. Dear Diary. I went to Owen's mama's birthday party. It was cool. I got up on stage and sang happy birthday to her. Later at the party, I saw a few people on the dance floor. And I noticed this guy was dancing with a teammate of mine. I don't know why, but I couldn't take my eyes off him. He has something about him. His swag, maybe, I suppose. I asked Owen who the guy was, and he said, Oh, that's my boy Nathan. (laughs) I said, Okay, all right. And I put him out of my head for the rest of the night. And I let it let it be. Just left it up to the universe. (laughs) A couple of days later, I was sitting in my car with one of the trap girls. We had conversations about any and everything. She proceeds to tell me about this group of guys that came up to UCLA. They were from Long Beach City College. She begins to give me details of this one guy specifically. (laughs) I always felt that this part was like predestined a little bit because I didn't ask any questions. I wasn't like egging her on or anything. It was just... That's just what happened. This is how the conversation went down. This is how it went. So she states, I ended up messing with this one guy, but the sex hurt too bad. She insinuated that she couldn't take all of him without being in pain. Oh, yeah, I changed the teleprompter way to read because me looking in the camera for so long starting to mess with my eyes. And that his name was Nathan. My blood ran hot as she was telling me the story. I went as far to ask her if it's okay for me to talk to him. She gave me her blessing. I was glad I had friends that understood that it ain't no fun if the homies, you know the rest. (laughs) In my head, I thought, challenge accepted. (laughs) I got on MySpace and searched for his profile so quick. Once I found it, I had to think of which angle I was going to take. I introduced myself and tell him that I last saw him at the birthday party. I noticed he's another Bay Area guy. What is up with me in Bay Area, man? (laughs) Surprisingly, he he wrote that quickly. Being charming and polite, like most guys his age are, he introduces himself. I suggest that we should hang out. 
nowhere specific, no time specific. I just said we should hang out one day in the future, maybe. <laughs> he goes in for the kill. He says, uh, you should let me come over and cook for you. How about this weekend? <laughs> I couldn't resist, so I say, sure. I give him the address and he comes over. To this day, I don't even remember if he cooked anything. <laughs> All I remember is being upside down off the side of the bed against the wall, him from the back, me being bent into so many positions that no one has ever been able to put me in. And I'm sure we do in sex toys. It, it, it happened. It was in my 20s. <laughs> Anything that came to mind, we did. My body did things that I didn't even know it could do. To say chemistry was there was an understatement. At one point, I blacked out from pure bliss. The session lasted so long it went on until the next day. Yeah, it hurt. But there was this one position where you like cross your leg over. Let me, <laughs> let me not. <laughs> there was this one position that allowed for maximum penetration. And it felt like I was taking a, a Lamaze class trying to time the breath with the strokes. Then something happened. I took a deep inhale. Relaxed into all the relaxed into that said position and I guess my body started absorbing the pain to where it didn't even hurt anymore I didn't even know I could do that that's when all the pain went away and I just let the wave of ecstasy wash over me up until that point penetration had never felt like that I mean I had good sex before but this connection felt different. Emotionally, I felt cared for. He stimulated my mind as he slowly stroked me. And in parentheses, I put, I thought this was the best thing that had ever happened to me. But later on, I will learn that this becomes a curse. This podcast topic, soul ties. Soul ties. We all hear of them. We all, we've all heard of them. We all know what they are. It's when you have an attachment to somebody after you have a sexual connection with them. Um, this soul tie had me in a chokehold. <laughs> that happened. That This entry was... Let me see. This entry was... 2005, bruh. And this experience had me in a chokehold for so long. And I did not know what was wrong with me. And then I started thinking, God created soul ties for a reason. When we get married and two become one, then that 
that's an attachment that needs to happen in order for the marriage to flourish in some cases. And as a society, we tend to create soul ties without creating any kind of emotional connection. And that's just the world we live in nowadays. And I understand it because I used to be a part of it. But this soul tie had me reminiscing about the times that I was intimate with this person. And it gave me a false sense of hope because I couldn't grasp that there's no way that our bond could be broken. Like, there's no way. There's no way. But people live their lives. And I had to understand that. But I actually had a grown woman conversation with my sister, Sayuri Miyoki. And she gave me, she actually helped me in the healing process of soul ties and coming to realizations of a lot of different things. And I wanted to share what me and her talked about. So, like I said... I was talking to my sister, Sayuri Miyoki, about the topic, and she was, and as she was talking, I felt myself healing with her words. She was saying that she believes that soul ties are mental, purely mental. You still feel connected, but what you're connected to is the memory of the time you shared with the person. And if that's the case, then what, if that's the case, then is it really a soul tie? I got caught up for a second, just bear with me. <laughs> if that's the case, then it is it really a soul tie? She began to say, in our present moments in 2023, we don't know who these people are. We don't know who they've grown to be or if they're a good person, if they're a bad person. We don't know anything about them. So to resume as usual or resume as we used to get back, get down back in the day is not going to be the same. When you hold on to a soul tie, you're holding up your blessings. You don't know who the Lord has for you. You could be blocking the next person from coming into your life by trying to hold on to a memory. You could. And trust me, I've been single for a while, like a year or two. I've been single for a while. And I'm okay with that. Because if that means I got to sleep with you in order for you to like me and us to pursue a relationship, then I don't want it. That's real. That's just me. I was listening to this Betty White song and she like there was a line in the song where she said, I'd rather have a piece of a man than no man at all. And that made it to a song. It made it into a song that's played on the radio. I couldn't grasp that. Like, why would you want a piece of somebody? And I'm holding on to this memory, holding on to a piece of that person when I shouldn't because I'm blocking the next person that God may have for me. Not just that, but you'll project your expectations upon the next person. Remember when I just said 
What I thought was a good thing turned out to be a curse. I was projecting that expectation onto everyone I ever came encounter with. And when they didn't live up to my standards, I dropped them. What? What? Drop them. Drop them. It's best for you to find someone who fits who you are today because you'll end up deflecting people and you don't want to do that or deflecting your feelings. You, you don't want to do that. Think about it. This is her talking to me still. If he still wants you to be the same girl that he met back in 2005, he would be so disappointed. And so would I. I don't want that same person. I don't. I don't. And sometimes we get caught up in falling in love with people's potential and not with who they actually are. And that's where we fall short. And that's where our expectations get unmet. <laughs> Let's repeat this one more time. The sex wouldn't even be the same. And the reason we were talking about the sex being not being the same is because I've gained weight. And people's bodies change as they are intimate with people and it's not going to be the same. And that's for men and for women. Then it clicked for me when she said, <laughs> she said, that nigga's no, that nigga knows the savage. He doesn't know the safe part of you yet. Oof. Baby, that hit home. <laughs> that hit home. Everybody in my past knows me for the savage, Deanna. God is stripping that from me now. Don't get me wrong. I still have my ways, but it's reserved for somebody that's deserving. And it's got to be in line with God's will. I'm not going to just jump out there and do what I want to do, no. But it's reserved for somebody instead of me sharing it with everybody. And I still struggle with that to this day. Just when I lost hope in the notion or the whole conversation about soul ties, <laughs> she says, however, love is love. If you happen to run into the person and you're blessed to have the same connection, then he might be your person. And then she said, but the chances are unlikely. <laughs> she ends by saying that she believes that soul ties don't connect the body. They're just solely mental. She managed to help me raise my perspective. And in that moment, I felt free. I felt healed from the soul tie I was holding on for so long. You got to be able to bring yourself into reality. That's what I haven't been doing for the past episodes. I've just been talking about the past, but I never brought it to the current situation or to my current living arrangement. 
You gotta let your perspective grow up. Me walking around here, daydreaming about a fantasy that may or may not ever happen. God doesn't want that for your life. He doesn't. He wants you to be grounded in him and know that your faith, your hope comes from him. The love that he gives you, all that. He wants you to be grounded in him so that whoever he may send your way, you're strong enough to withstand it, whatever it may be. Whether it's your lust stars acting up again or you start ignoring red flags. A lot of us do that, a lot. We ignore red flags when we shouldn't. And I see so many memes that say, <laughs> ignore, ignoring red flags will cost you. I believe it. So, all's not lost. You can heal from that soul tie. Because I can, because I did. It doesn't hold me captive anymore. I don't fantasize. I may have a thought. My mind may go to his, go to him every once in a while, but we used to be friends. And every once in a while, I think about everybody that I've come into contact with in my life. That's it. Maybe that's God's way of saying, pray for this person. When they enter your mind, pray for them. They may need it right now, and you don't know what's going on in their lives. So that's how I <laughs> heal from soul ties. But uh, I do have about three more entries or two more entries <laughs> that I want to read. <sighs> but no, no. No. I'm going to read it because it needs to be read. June 27, 2005. This is, I said, this my first day. Jesus, Deanna. This is my first day on the job and it's nonstop fun. I work as a receptionist for UCLA Hall of Fame. I like it. And I don't feel the need to overdress or underdress. It's casual. All I do is sit and talk on the phone with my friends and connect people to different departments. I was given the book, The Power of Focus, by my coach in college. And I've always kept it near. I start reading it, and then I just fall off. And then I start reading it again, and then I fall off. I wanted the book to help me with procrastination and different things that I needed to work on, like getting time management, different things like that. And getting on track financially and working on my own over the summer. And I said procrastination. <laughs> yeah, I do get sad when I think about me not having a man. But so what? Until I find what I want, who I want to be with, or someone I, can, someone I can manipulate into a situation through sex. <laughs> through sex. 
to settle for whatever I can settle for. The girl that just walked by had a nice shape. Automatically in my head, I started thinking, that's a homosexual thought. Get that out of your head. Then I started thinking how much I love a woman's figure. And thinking about it in a sexual way. Then I thought, but I also love a man's touch and a man's body. So would that make me bisexual? I doubt it. Because I have met bisexual girls and gay girls. I've never had sexual feelings or even a slight crush. I've never felt that way about anyone I've known. None of my friends, teammates, or anything. Not that they weren't attractive. I had some bad females around me, 24-7 around the clock. Gorgeous women. (laughs) But I just didn't think about them like that. And I pray to God that I didn't think about that. Think about them in that way. Because I respected a lot of the women I worked out with and I had, that I was on the track team with. Um, My women's studies class seems a little interesting but it's so long. This one girl in class says she wants to be a sex therapist. What a, <laughs> what a better job, to be honest. Oof. I love sex. And I love talking about it. I will have to investigate that profession later. So... Now, in 2023, when I read this entry back, I have to be honest with myself. I had a lot of experiences with the same sex growing up as a child. So I guess as you get older, you just kind of start to feel that that's the path that you're supposed to take because... These things happened to me when I was younger. And don't get me wrong. On my little conquest of women, because I do go into detail later about conquesting women. um, I met one person that I had a connection with. And uh, she's a beautiful girl. Beautiful girl. Uh, We were really good friends. And I think I may have sexualized it a little bit, and she sexualized it as well. But she ended up passing away. And that devastated me. I was given that experience so that I don't have to look for it in anybody else. I don't have to look for women anymore. I don't have to look at women like that anymore. I can acknowledge when a woman has a nice shape. Yes, fine. I can acknowledge when a woman is pretty, when her hair is done nice. I can give compliments till I'm blue in the face. But it's not going to go to that level because God has helped me to repent that. Now, I go along, like, this is the beginning parts of me talking about it. But I go into details of what I've done with women throughout this diary entry or throughout this journaling process. Um, I repented. The experience stopped being fun. (laughs) And I wasn't getting anywhere and I was suffering for it. 
And I didn't even realize I was doing my own suffering. I was causing myself to suffer. God took that away from me because he knew I needed, he knew I needed to grow up and he knew I needed to bring people in. When I say bring people in, I mean bring people to him. I'm not saying that a homosexual person cannot bring people to God because God uses everything in anybody. But what I'm saying for me, that's not how God wanted me to bring this podcast in because that's just not me anymore. I claim that I love sex. We're going to talk about my sexual addiction in a little bit and what's pretty much causing it. July 5th, 2005. Dear Diary, hello again. I'm at the job that I'm lucky to have. I've already been late twice. (laughs) Well, let's make make it three times because today I was late as well. The funny thing is, once I left home, I was on time, but I was still late. Put the wrapper for the baby killing pill in the center of the page. Considering that my pregnancy test was stolen, I needed something to remember the experience. This pill caused the pregnancy to pass through me and it was the most painful experience ever. I was bleeding, cramping and vomiting for eight to seven hours straight. I knew that was supposed to happen But it was far worse than what I expected. I still remember that to this day. It doesn't, I thought it wouldn't make me scared to have a child, (laughs) but I believe that yes, these pains are similar, but they are not the same. The magnitude, the scale is much greater with child childbirth versus going through this type of experience. Hopefully I won't have to go through childbirth alone. I can't believe I didn't have anyone here to help me through what I just went through. An alarm went off and I had to stop it. And I'm not about to do this whole video again. So you just gonna have to just deal with the little, with deal with that. myself that I wouldn't ever go through with that again but what if I happen to get in a serious relationship what if we come close to not using condoms I'm too inconsistent with my birth control or mm -mm, I'm starting that sentence over again (laughs) I am inconsistent with the birth control or I can use the plan b what if I do use the plan B and I take my birth control and I still get pregnant? I'm not going to want to give up my baby again, but what if he does? Mm. 
In quotations, I put, I didn't know who I was having sex with. I never asked the important questions. Never, never. It was just, you cute? I'm cute? Let's, let's do this. <laughs> I mean, I always see myself with someone that will not object to me having his baby. He won't necessarily leave it up to me. But if that makes me happy, then he'd be okay with it. I'm still a hopeless romantic. Even back then in my horn days, I thought I was a hope I was a hopeless romantic. Crazy. <laughs> I have a feeling that the next person I am with will be hopelessly in love with me and the feeling will be mutual. I told Owen that I like Nathan and he said this nigga be nice he's cheating on his girlfriend i didn't mention that these guys that i was messing with were involved with other women when he said that it made me feel like crap but later i got to thinking how can you be pushing me closer to keith shouldn't i not like him either because he had a girlfriend as well I can say this with pride. I didn't fall for guys because they were in relationships. I'm not that kind of girl. That was a bold-faced lie. <laughs> I think it was a certain point in my life where I was actually going after men that had girlfriends. Oof. And I didn't even care. I was just... Ratchet. I don't even know the word for it. Just toxic. Just... Oof. I wanted what other people had. I thought the grass was greener on the other side, and it was not. <laughs> it was not. Um, <laughs> I also find it funny that I closely relate to Carrie from Sex in the City, but I want to be like Samantha when I grow up. I was an aspiring hoe. <laughs> yeah, I do know that that is my fault. It, that I put out so many times. But God, I need the courage to reject. We all know what I was going to say next. I couldn't even put it on Facebook or Instagram. I had to use the emoji. We're going to stop right there. Um, thank you. 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 Thank you for joining me. I hope you like the new newly improved podcast that we're doing now or that I'm doing now um, feel free to stop by and stop by on YouTube I'm going to go ahead and post it on YouTube you can also and it's under Savage to Save you can also go to my Instagram which is Soulful Song and I also have an Instagram page under the name of Savage to Save so you can go there you can leave comments you can tell me how you think the show was you can even leave a little comment down below put a little heart do whatever it is you do but thank you so much for joining me it's been a pleasure serving and thank you so much you have a good night bye